This is Change for Your Dollar podcast with John Putnam. We have another great episode today of Change for Your Dollar, where we have conversations and talk about the blessings and burdens around money and faith and life. I'm your host, John Putnam. Hey, everybody. I hope you are doing well. How's the Change for Your Dollar crew doing today? It's a good day where I am. It's always good to be sharing with you. And today I want to talk a little bit about what's happening today versus what may be happening in the future. And I want to lay down some perspective with a story that you may have heard a variation of over the years that I really believe sets us up well for this conversation today. So here goes. There was a banker who visited a small coastal village while he was on vacation, and he was standing on the pier, and one small boat pulled up to the pier, and there was one fisherman in the boat, and inside the boat were several very large yellowfin tuna. The banker, who was an avid fisherman, was really amazed. He complimented the fisherman on the catch, and he asked the fisherman, you know, how long does it take you to catch those fish alone in one boat? The fisherman, who had been fishing these waters for a long time, replied, you know, only a little while. And the banker then asked why he didn't just stay out longer and catch even more fish if it didn't take him too long. Well, the fisherman looked at him with a little puzzled look in his eye and said, well, you know, I fish till I have enough to support my family's needs. And the banker, perplexed, then asked, well, what do you do with all of the rest of your time? The fisherman replied, I sleep late. I play with my children. I take siestas. I talk with my wife. I get to stroll into the village each evening, and I sip wine, and I play guitar with my friends. It is a very full life. The banker just really couldn't comprehend what the fisherman was saying and bragged a little bit that he was an Ivy League MBA and that he could really help him out. He said, you know, you could spend more time fishing and get more fish. And with those proceeds, you could buy a bigger boat. And then those boats could go catch more fish. And with those proceeds from the bigger boat, you could buy several boats. And eventually, you could have a fleet of fishing boats. And instead of selling just your catch to a middleman, you could then go direct to the processor and maybe even start processing it yourself. And you could control from the product to the processing and the distribution. He said, but to do that, you'd have to move probably to the capital city to make all this happen. But later, then comes the best part. When the time is right, you can then sell your business, become very rich, and you could make millions. And the fisherman was listening politely and asked, well, how long will all this take? The banker said, well, you know, it could take 20 or 25 or even 30 years. And the fisherman who had been paying attention and taking all this in from the banker said, okay, well, then what do I do? Oh, the banker said, that's when it really gets good because then you could retire on the proceeds. 
and you could move to a small coastal village where you could sleep late. You could go fishing in your little boat with no pressure. You could play with your kids. You could take naps. You could talk with your wife, and you could stroll to the village in the evenings where you could sip wine and play guitar with your friends. Okay, now you have probably heard that story or a variation of that story before. I don't know who the author is. It's not my story, but I did want to share it with you to give you a backdrop of this conversation because so often we have something very special right where we are, and we tend to take into account other people's plans for our lives or what they feel is best, and they may be taking us away from the very blessing that is on the other side of their plans, whereas God wants us to live this blessing every single day that might just be a little simpler, a little more peaceful, a little more unifying, staying closer to God, staying closer to those you love, staying closer to the plans he has for your life. But sometimes it's not enough, and we pay attention to the opinions of others and the plans of others and what other people are doing. And sometimes we upset these beautiful rhythms and these beautiful times in our lives to pursue something else in hopes that there may be something better, but it may never show up. Now, I would like to take a pause here just for a moment because I am not talking about pursuing prayerful, thoughtful goals to continue to be green and growing in your career or your life or your community service. I'm talking about the temptation to chase after something that you believe is going to give you something that you don't have right now. In 1 Timothy 6.10 This is a common verse that you hear used a lot in conversations about faith and finances. And so often in this scripture, we focus on the first half of the verse, but I would like to pay attention to the second half of the verse as well. 1 Timothy 6.10 reads, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. In the author's story that I just told, this is the picture. This is the banker sharing a plan to start small, grow a business, sell a business, have plenty of money, and then come back to what he was already doing. You know, I think we sort of smile at this story because here you've got this fisherman leading this incredibly full life, and here's someone with a much different perspective, with a much different driver of what life is all about. It's really special when churches use my book, He Spends, She Spends, and it's accompanying participants guide for classroom study or small group study. And one church in particular, I was talking to the pastor after their Sunday school class had finished the study. 
and he was sharing with me a story of one couple who was wrestling with an opportunity that they had to take a much better job in a different city and make more money. And I was so encouraged that during the study and during the conversations that they had with the participants guide and the prayers that they shared, the couple realized that what they had where they were in their city, their home, their neighborhood, the community, their church, their friendships, that it was such a rich and full life that they would be giving up so many important factors in their lives that made it so full and rich that they realized the only reason that they would make the move was purely financial. And they decided that the upside financial benefits were nowhere close to replacing all that they would have to give up to make the move. My friends, there is no one right answer when considering an opportunity. All factors need to be taken into account. My encouragement to you by sharing the author's story and the story that I just shared was that when these opportunities present themselves or when someone paints a picture of your future that tends to be overly focused on financial success and financial gain only, please be careful. Be thoughtful. Be prayerful. This is where wise counsel fits in. I love the scripture that shares, and I'll paraphrase, that in abundance of counselors, plans succeed. I want to thank you all so much for joining me again today. It just means so much to me that you would take some time and let me share with you. And as always, if you feel this would be a blessing to someone else, please share it with them. Thanks again for listening, and I'll look forward to next time. You've been listening to Change for Your Dollar podcast with John Putnam. Thank you for joining me for Change for Your Dollar where we have real conversations exploring the burdens and blessings around money, faith, and life. For more tools and resources, please visit changeforyourdollar.com. I'm John Putnam. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to being with you again next time.